1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
4: It is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Shout out to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. If you're just checking in following Monday Night Football, congratulations. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next two hours. This is a four-hour show, though. Regardless of where you're at, what you're doing, I get started every weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Our super producer and host, Dave Shepard, is holding it down in New York City. And if you did listen to Monday Night Football, you heard the Chargers beat the New York Jets 27-6. The Chargers improved their record to 4-4. Meanwhile, the pathetic New York Jets, they fall to 4-4 with Aaron Rodgers in attendance. This was uh, pretty bad. If you can't tell by the score, the, the New York Jets could not score. We're talking turnovers and strip sacks and drop passes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looking miserable on the sideline. Even Zach Wilson rolling his eyes as one of his own uh, receivers, C.J. Uzama, tight end, dropped a pass in the end zone at the end of the game. Meaningless pass. It was just, it was just ugly, just all the way around. So we'll talk about this momentarily. Uh, Zach Wilson just finished meeting with the media. Uh, head coach Rob Salah spoke to the media as well. of uh, The Chargers, who happen to be uh, just a bipolar football team in a general sense, uh, always waiting to choke away a big game. They're still alive here as we uh, you know, go through November, as I'm sure the Chargers will make things interesting throughout the course of the season. And the New York Jets are really trying to make things interesting, especially when Aaron Rodgers is still standing around. Not standing, excuse me. Let me be correct here. Before the game, Aaron Rodgers threw like a 55-yard pass on a three-step drop back, and everybody's like, oh, my God, He, he threw a football. He was walking around without crutches. He didn't need to be carted around in the back. And so Aaron Rodgers still trying to send a message not just to the team but anybody who will listen and talk about it, like me, that, yeah, he's ahead of schedule. And so we'll get into that momentarily. We'll hear some of the big plays. Uh, We talked about Keenan Allen before the break. uh, First wide receiver in Chargers history to haul in 10,000 yards receiving. And then as we continue on with the show, we'll talk about some good teams. Now that this week of the NFL season is done, uh, we did see the Eagles come away with a victory over the Cowboys yesterday, Sunday. And the same thing for the Kansas City Chiefs over the Dolphins they got things started early Sunday morning. We'll hear from Bill Belichick. Earlier in the show, we talked about Caleb Williams and his crying. Uh, we talked about Jim Harbaugh. We talked about Craig Council. But first, let's just let's talk about these, uh, these bum-ass Jets. As the Chargers wasted no time getting some points up on the board, didn't come via a pass, didn't come via a run. The first point to the game, came via a punt return. Take a listen to this, courtesy of Westwood One.
3: Gentle punt from left to right, and 37-year-old Thomas Morstead will get the belt-eye long snap and a right-footed punt. Is sent down the far side, backpedaling as Davis. The catch on a squat at the 12. Breaks a tackle, 15, up the middle of the 20. Breaks a tackle, 30. Foot race to the 40. Down the near side, 50. On the numbers, the 40. He's going to go, the 20, the 10. They'll chase him, but they will not catch him. It's a pump return touchdown. 87-yard return.
4: The New York Jets got the ball back, and they fumbled it. Garrett Wilson, fumble. Zach Wilson, fumble. And then ultimately, the Chargers got the ball back, and they handed it to Austin Eckler. He was able to punch it into the end zone. Listen to this.
3: Second and goal. Hand off to Eckler. Following Everett. Hit into the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. Austin Eckler put some punctuation on that run that got him all the way down there.
4: Yeah, and then, and then we saw a bunch of ugliness. I don't know how else to describe it. It's the Chargers and the Jets trying to play football. And this is also equally as pathetic. The Chargers entered this game with the worst passing defense in the entire NFL. And the New York Jets couldn't do squat. They had Zach Wilson under their thumb. Eight sacks. Eight it's the most that the Chargers have had in a game since 2016. And if it, it's even believable, the New York Jets defense actually kept them in this game, even though it was ass-kicking. And then we saw a bunch of field goals. And then we went to the fourth quarter. And the score was already 20-6. to And then Austin Eckler got the ball again to punctuate the victory.
3: First and goal, in the gun, herbert got the snap, hands to Reckler, knocks his way in over the guard, touchdown. And that'll be all she wrote in New York tonight with another short touchdown run by Austin Eckler, that for two yards earlier in the game. He had one-yard touchdown run, and they cash in on another Jet turnover.
4: (laughs) And then the Jets got the ball back, and it's like 30 seconds left in the game, and the Jets are staring at their own end zone, It doesn't matter if they score, it's just the game is over, and nothing happens. C.J. Uzama drops a pass in the end zone, and even Zach Wilson has to look up in the sky and roll his eyes. Aaron Rodgers standing on the sidelines looking miserable. Rob Salah looks like he is grinding his teeth at how miserable they look. And so the game is now over. It's 27-6. The New York Jets are pathetic. Zach Wilson goes out there. At least he didn't throw an interception. A meaningless 263 yards. He was sacked eight times. No touchdowns, no interceptions. It's just, I guess that's the bright side. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did fumble the ball early. Oh, that's right. He he did get strip-sacked again. That's right, Joey Bosa took the ball from him, and so did Khalil Mack. But, hey, the Jets' offensive line, it, it stinks. What can I say? Rob Sala was asked about Zach Wilson after the game, and uh, let's take a listen to this. Listen.
3: You know, obviously he's going to want some things that he he wishes he could have done better. Um, uh, you know, we, from from protection to, to, to it's just a little bit of everything. I, it's just uh, – one of those bizarre games. It just every time we had momentum, uh, like I said, just a self-inflicted wound. Uh, wound uh, was it his best game? Obviously not. Was it his worst game? No. I'm not going to say it was even close to his worst game, but uh, uh, so I think the entire offense. Obviously, we all could have been better.
0: The for, like job was
3: for, you? for sure. Um, it's all of our jobs. No, it's I, I don't know. It's all our jobs as sports uh, to to make the right play calls.
4: Well, do they trust – Zach Wilson, he ain't protected to do anything. He holds the ball too long anyway. At least now he's not just throwing the ball to the other team every time he falls back. I mean, he got receivers. The Jets' offense is just bad. I mean, there's a reason Aaron Rodgers ain't playing right now. It's because they couldn't even keep him upright, not even four or five plays into the game of the first game of the season. So what you want Zach Wilson to do? He spoke to the media, by the way. He just finished up. Listen to what Zach had to say.
1: We got to get things going. You know, our defense is playing lights out, man. We got we to gotta get something going. We got uh, to find a way, and I think we all got to stick together, and I think we will, and I think the guys 100% have each other's back and 100% trust, and that's all we can, that's all we can do, trust in each other, um, keep working and keep getting better, and, uh, you know, this league – this league will do this to you sometime, so we got to find a way.
3: The idea of going up tempo at times, and you guys passed a lot in the first half. Was it something that you saw from uh, the Chargers, or was it how much of it was game plan design? And you know, what was the thought behind trying to use it so much?
1: Yeah, I think we do good in up tempo. You know, I think we've done well in, in two minute situations. You know, this year, so it's kind of you know replicating that. Let's get on the ball. Let's go quick. Let's try and let's try and mix it up because we got to do something offensively, as you guys know. Um, you know, we'll go back and watch and see how we did on those.
4: At least Zach Wilson acknowledged the work of the defense. That's the same thing. I had him hated in his own locker room last year saying that, no, oh, I don't, I don't know the defense anything. Yeah. Now he's smart enough to say, yeah, well the defense is keeping us alive and we suck. And at the end of the game, the camera, the producers did an excellent job by highlighting all of the defensive linemen and defensive players as they all looked miserable At the end of the game and not just miserable because they lost, but miserable because the New York Jets defense does all of the work and the offense can't even score by accident. It's pretty miserable watching them go out there and all things considered. When you think about total yardage in the net, the Jets passed for 206 yards. The Chargers went out and passed for 107 you think about the rushing attack. Chargers rushed for 84 yards. The Jets rushed for 64. The Jets went out there and sacked Herbert five times. And I told you that, hey, Wilson, he got sacked eight times. And so the numbers would lead you to believe that, eh, this this, this was a blowout, right? But it's not like the Chargers were out there, you know, lighting people up. The Jets gave the ball away. Credit to the Chargers' defense. Bosa, Khalil Mack, stripping a ball from Zach Wilson, but the defense helped set up the charges for these scores. This was no blow away, and then obviously you heard the, the first score of the game uh, where, where Davis goes and scores on a punt return. This is it's just bad right now. C.J. Mosley, New York Jets linebacker, he says that, damn it, the way we played, we should have won. And they should have lost. Listen to how he said it.
5: You know, we didn't capitalize on all phases of our team. And, you know, I want to say the better team won. But, you know, we really didn't feel like they were the better team tonight. But, you know, this is the NFL. It doesn't matter, you know, what the record is for any opponent. You know, when you play the way, we play the way that we played, you know, uh, special teams, offense and defense as a team collectively. It's not going to win a lot of football games. So.
4: Yeah, we're not going to win a lot of football. It's a miracle the New York Jets are four and four. Aaron Rodgers could stand around all he wants and, and try to excite everybody. And oh, now that I think about it, he's going to be on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday. I can't. What is he going to say? He's going to talk about how we need to do better and self-inflicted wounds. And, and then he's going to make an Anthony Fauci joke. I, I just know it's coming. 855 cbs Aaron is calling from West Virginia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up,
6: Aaron? Hey, JR. Love your show, man. Thank you. What's up? All right. So I watched that game, and it was – it's one of the worst games I've seen in I can't even remember how long. But there's a one play that summed up that game. And if you were watching, did you see, it was it was when they were trying to line up. Like, the Jets couldn't even line up without running into somebody. It was right before um, Eckler scored. Did you see that play? No, I
4: don't recall that one, no.
6: So, well, basically, the guy from the Jets was trying to line up, and he bumped into uh, someone on the Chargers and knocked them over. So, anyway, um other question is, I just wanted to see uh, what you think about uh, the rest of Washington season, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Aaron, for calling from
4: from West Virginia. What do I think about Washington season, man? I, can it end? Can it end? Can they get it over with? Like I'm waiting on this season to end so they can get rid of Ron Rivera and bring in a, a reputable head coach. That's what I'm waiting on when it comes down to Washington, and I know what they did. They had an interception and hung in there to beat the New England Patriots, but man, I'm done with them. Washington is a second-rate team and I'm not going to put them in the category of the New York Giants, but come on, now it's it's Dallas Cowboys above them. It's the Philadelphia Eagles above everybody else. And then it's it's Washington a rung above the the Giants. And so look, it, Rest of the season, waste of time. Get Ron Rivera out of there. Get Mayhew out of there. And let's see what Joshua Harris decides to do to move things forward. And by the way, I've also heard the rumors and, and Bill Belichick. And Josh Harris wants Belichick to come face him. And then Belichick loses to Washington. And of course, in the most Belichickian way, Bill Belichick spoke to the media today. And he was asked about it. The Patriots are now 2-7. and seven. They lost to Washington, and Belichick was asked today, man, are, are you thinking about your coaching future and what's next? And you would think that Bill Belichick was being tortured. Listen to this.
7: Bill, uh, have you been given any assurances from ownership about your job status for the rest of the season? Yeah, my focus is on
3: getting ready for the Colts.
7: Do you personally believe that you could be coaching for your job this week against the Colts?
3: I'm going to control what I can control and we get ready for the Colts.
7: Just how has this season you know, affected you
0: personally and has it, you know, enhanced or uh, diminished your desire to,
3: to continue coaching? Yeah. I do the same thing. I always do I Try to do the best I can to help our team every week.
0: And has it, has it affected you one way or the other? What have you, maybe what have you learned about, you know, yourself during a season like this and how have you kind of evolved in any, any ways?
4: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Bill Belichick, what have you learned about yourself this season? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Look, Bill Belichick is getting ready to get on a plane to Germany. He's going to take on the Indianapolis Colts and he's going to worry about his season at the end of the season. It's, it's uh. You would think he's being tortured. You would think that he's going to the dentist office. Pretty hilarious if you ask me. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. When we come back on the other side of the break, let's actually hear from a winning coach. He can win in November. He ain't winning a damn thing in January. The head coach of the Chargers has spoken, Brandon Staley. We'll hear from him after a victory. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio.
3: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. To the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Uh, I just want to say thank you for being on this show and giving me some good content every time I leave my girlfriend's house. Give me some time to chill, relax, and listen to some good sports news.
3: Call in now at 855 212 4 cbs
4: It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I know we heard from Bill Belichick on the other side of the break. Just sounding miserable as hell as he was asked about his uh his job security and his future. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm thinking about the Colts. They got to go out to Germany to play them. They lost to the Washington Commanders. Shep, that's the, they, they didn't change their name. They're still the Commanders, right? For now. Yeah, I can't keep. I don't know. Commanders, Washington football. They, they just exist. Uh, Joshua Harris cleaning house, and and we'll we'll see what happens with them. We heard from Rob Salah, miserable head coach. We heard from Zach Wilson, just a miserable quarterback. The New York Jets lose to the Chargers. The Chargers beat them 27-6, despite Justin Herbert only passing for 136 yards, despite Justin Herbert being sacked five times. It took a punt return touchdown. It took defensive turnovers uh, for the Chargers to put some points up on the board. Uh, this was an ugly victory, but you got to take it any way that you can get it. And the Chargers now have a record of 4-4 four and four as they get ready to take on the Lions in the next game. I don't think they'll be as lucky. Uh, Brandon Staley spoke to the media, head coach of the Chargers, and he wanted to show a whole lot of love to Darius Davis uh, for that punt return touchdown to start the game off and the rest of his squad. Take a listen to this.
6: It was electric you know I thought we were connected you know he he's got the stuff that's hard to find you know he's the one that deserves the credit because he you know he found the crease and he hit it and then you know he just he doesn't need much room um, to finish you know those type of plays so um, we got to keep coaching him keep coaching with his ball security you know he he fumbled one there late uh, got on it but um, as you guys see he's a special player and our guys are blocking really hard for him you know our return units are um, you know it's a lot easier to, to block when you know that your returner can take it so I got to continue to improve, but uh, it was obviously a big play for the game. Yeah,
4: big. I mean, it started the game off, and the way that the New York Jets play, you knew that they were cooked. I think so far, just this season, the New York Jets have been outscored sixty-one to twelve in first quarters this season. Sixty-one to twelve. If you get ahead on the New York Jets, the Jets might as well be in quicksand at that point. They ain't no coming back. 855 cbs Eric is calling from Texas. You're on the Jr Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Eric.
5: Hey, Jared, Thanks for taking my call.
4: Sure, man. What's up?
5: Hey, I was thinking about the Ravens and if they were actually to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. My thoughts are that the NFC representative team might as well not even take the field. And why I say that is this. I read today that Lamar Jackson is 18-1 and one against the NFC. Now, my question to you is, is Lamar Jackson that good, or are the uh, NFC teams that far less superior than the AFC?
4: Oh, man. I, I, man, I checked out. That was such a, such a nutty question. Are you, you saying that the NFC is, a, is an inferior product to the AFC? The answer is is no and then to even think that Lamar Jackson would automatically win a Super Bowl by facing whoever the hell comes out the NFC is not is not correct man I think you know that Eric come on
5: So do you think the 18 and 1 against the NFC teams is an outlier and that's fixing to change
4: Yeah I mean what is that what does that matter if he actually goes to the Super Bowl Look if if the rate well how how about he actually stay healthy to end the season first Can we do that that part first Good And point. so if, if we get there And if he actually gets to an AFC championship game, and if he actually goes to a Super Bowl, you want to tell me that if the Ravens had to take on, I don't know, the Eagles or the Niners that we shouldn't even show up? Like, come on, Eric. Come on.
5: Hey, can I say one thing about hardball real quick?
4: Not yet. What what you been doing tonight, Eric? Cleaning uh, car dealerships. Cleaning car. Did you wear a mask? I mean, did you inhale anything?
5: Uh, I stripped the floor last night, so I inhaled a lot of stripper last night.
4: Well, okay. All right. Well, did you feel lightheaded at all today? I just
5: had a a bit of a headache when I woke up.
4: Okay. Well, I hope you feel better. Go ahead. Make your point on Harbaugh.
5: I just want to say he's 0-8, and and since he's been in Michigan for the bowl game, so he he can go on, man. I don't care if that guy's suspended forever. He's a good recruiter, but he's just like Mac Brown. He recruits, and he's just like an average coach.
4: Yeah, well, I think all things considered, uh, win or lose, as I've said quite a few times already, I I think he's gone. I think he's going to be moving on to the NFL. And I know we all heard the reports today that, uh, well, well, first of all, the Big Ten basically said, listen, we are looking into suspending this man and uh, we we just have to see what takes place. And we also heard a report that Jim Harbaugh, is going to get ready to take legal action, try to file an injunction to continue coaching the team. If there is a suspension that comes down, I think he's just buying time to finish out this season and and move on to the NFL. So I, I hear you, Eric, from Texas. And listen, man, when when you're stripping them floors, man, you better wear a mask. Don't smell them fumes, man. Whatever you're doing, come on the radio asking me ridiculous questions like that. If the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, are we... Wasting our time by watching. Come on, man. We we can do better than that. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Tim is calling from Portland. What's up, Tim?
7: Hey, what's going on, Jr? Uh, oh, trying to cook are? this food while I talk to you. What but you I'm making? I
4: want to do a, well, No, 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 making, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. Stop.
7: What <laughs> you making? Right now, I am rocking a, a T-bone steak, and I got a grilled cheese on the grill behind me. Just doing it for the people, you know. I got a club uh, club sandwich coming up next.
4: Wait, wait, wait! You're chef? Yes, sir. Oh, I was I was like, you making all this stuff a T-bone, a grilled cheese? Okay,
7: okay. <laughs> I will <laughs> yeah, go no, ahead, Sam. It, I am such a, a, a huge fan of the show that there are oftentimes, well, be mid entree, and I'll be like, Nah, I, I've got to I got to weigh in on this now. Hold on, mashed potatoes, you got to wait. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to uh, I wanted to come to Caleb's uh, defense a little bit, Caleb Williams. Um, I was talking to Shep a little bit while we were uh, while I was, you know, before I got in talking to you, and um, I wanted to bring up uh, just the fact that you know when a, a young man is at a the ultimate moment and they face that loss, it's kind of a, t- a tough thing. I also. I don't know if it, it, this is a factual thing, but I feel like in basketball and in football, it might be a little bit more pronounced, just more physical. There's more exhaustion involved. But um, I, I come back to Kobe when they lost to uh, the Spurs in 2003. If, if you're a Laker fan and you're my age, I'm 53. Everybody remembers that interview that he gave on the court. He talked about... Uh, Working himself to exhaustion in the off season. Um, I also wanted to bring up that I'm a huge fan of the fight game, and boxers and MMA fighters are some of the most cryingest athletes. Yeah, notorious. Out. Yes. You know, so I just wanted to, I, you know, I I just feel like there is a a kind of a, a macho way of looking at things, and you can, obviously you can't be out there just crying. Willy nilly, but I I heard somebody earlier on in the day, and uh I won't mention who it is. Oh, I'm a big fan, but they were saying that you know if if this loss affects him this much, it's you know who knows what he's gonna do in the NFL. That's not fair. I mean, yeah, he's 21
4: a- years old. People grow. People change. Like he's a Thank kid. You. Like give him a
7: break. Thank you, and, and you know this is not a. I mean, if, if you if you're following Williams' career arc at all, I mean, he's just an amateur, but he came back specifically to at least compete for the big game. He turned down. I mean, he he'd be already set for life had he not done that. He certainly would have been the number one last year. He might not be the number one, a la Matt Leinart. Same kind of same kind of uh, decision making there. And so I just I I kind of feel like in that moment it's okay to be expressive.
4: Well, we we know this, and thank you, Tim, for for calling from Portland. Appreciate you. Uh, Definitely, again, man. Keep on cooking. Send some. Don't we have your you you gave Shep the restaurant a couple of weeks ago, right?
7: Yes, sir. I did. Come on through. Yeah, now nah, I gotta
4: get out to Portland soon. Thank you, Tim, for calling. Maybe I go before winter's up. I don't know. Oh crap! When is when? What Chef? When does winter end? In March?
2: Right? March, March, uh, yeah, when the groundhog comes up. Wh- what? Technically, technically, no. March 21st is when spring yes. is awakening, yes. Why
4: did you Why did you bring up that fat rat? Like, what's that have to do with anything?
2: Any excuse to work in a Bill Murray film.
4: Isn't that, isn't that a load of crap about that stupid rat that pucks, Was it, pucks a film?
2: Oh, I was about to say, JR, piss off a lot of people if you said a bunch of crap in a Bill Murray film. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's some there's some falsehoods to that. I agree.
4: So what happens? This stupid rat comes out of a hole. Well, groundhog. And if it sees a shadow, it's yeah. more winter. And how that goes? Or correct. Something?
2: Correct. Yes.
4: Does that thing does it know about global warming too or what, what I don't happened?
2: know. Maybe it should have Al Gore on speed dial. Who knows?
4: Al, you think that rat <laughs> talks to Al Gore through the internet? Yeah. Where's where's Al Gore been? I haven't seen him in a minute
2: uh well you know what if he's joe biden or donald trump maybe he plans on running near 80 so you know <laughs>
4: how old is al gore right now 83 oh my god al gore is younger there,
2: he's younger than w i remember that uh i remember him being younger than george w bush w bush was oh my god al gore can i can i tell me can i tell me if i had to guess what? i want to say he's, he's younger than bill clinton Bill Clinton is forty six, not not year not age forty six, year forty six. So Al Gore, I'm guessing, is seventy three.
4: Oh, he's a young and spry, seventy five.
2: Oh, wow, oh, looking good.
4: Yeah, young. Well, I mean, I see him once every three years, telling me to save the earth. So. Let
2: me tell you something, Jr. There's yeah. a lot of people listening to you right now that wow. believe Gore should have won that presidency with the popular vote.
4: Yo, bro, what, what are we doing? You want to take me back? Uh, l- just, let's go back forty years while we're at. It.
2: <sighs> well, those were the days where chads came into play. We remember those chads.
4: The hanging chad. Well, yeah. Well, oh yeah. Well, well, thank you for taking us back.
2: No Jeff. problem, Jr. That's what I'm here for. I'm
4: just talking about groundhogs, and you reminding us about hanging chads and bush. Well, Sim-
2: simpler times, Jr.
4: Where were they?
2: Yes, well, absolutely.
4: You know what's I going on
2: on the Internet these days. Of course those are simpler, uh, yeah. more the prolific times.
4: Simpler times is take me back to a rotary phone, okay? Fair enough. It's the JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855 cbs I can assure you there will be no crying here, not tonight. We'll leave that to, to Caleb Williams. Now, I got no problem with him crying. If he could throw touchdowns, who cares what he can do? Go cry some more. Eight five five two one two four cbs And then, is, you know, we'll do this too. Since that guy wanted to call up and talk about the, uh, the Ravens, if they go to the Super Bowl, then Lamar Jackson, Ravens automatically win. We'll talk about two teams that had some solid statement victories. We'll talk about some winners. Talk about the Eagles. Talk about the Chiefs had to go out to Germany to pick up a victory. Man, the Chiefs got a defense now. How about that? Times have changed. It's the JR Sport Brief show
3: here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Nice to talk to you. Um, I've been uh, locked into you ever since I got serious action satellite. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
4: It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. This This is kind of interesting. You know, there are too many times that we're going to talk about women's basketball. I think that's going to be changing over the next few years. Obviously, there's a lot of interest right now. You got the Caitlin Clarks and the Angel Reeses and, and we saw how that went last year. LSU walking away with the uh, national championship uh, tonight. opening night of the season. LSU loses, right? Angel Reese is still there. They picked up uh, Haley Van Lilith. I mean most people may be not familiar with her, and they lose to Colorado. 92 to 78. And it's just opening game. It's game one. Maybe they weren't ready. Uh, maybe they were reading the press clippings. Maybe Angel Reese is too big of a star. But listen, folks, it's just just one game. And I know there are going to be a lot of people hoping for LSU to get their asses kicked You know, all over the season, especially the way that uh, the season ended and Angel Reese rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. She's a full-blown celebrity you could actually say that Angel Reese is probably a a bigger name than the the vast majority of players in the WNBA. I mean, if we didn't just finish up with the WNBA finals and, and Asia Wilson, I'd probably say Angel Reese today is probably more well-known in the country than Asia Wilson. And that's just based off of everything that happened earlier this year on the road to the championship and, the you-can't-see-me gesture. Uh, so, yeah, they, they took an L today. Uh, let's see how LSU bounces back. We, we got a long way to go through the rest of the basketball season. 855-212-4CBS. That's eight five five two one two four I'm going to get to your calls. Uh, one of our, our, our prior callers asked me about the Ravens and Lamar and and who's the best in the NFC, who's the best in the AFC. And so we'll we'll, we'll get there especially as the Chiefs made a statement against the Dolphins. And then we could say the same thing with the Eagles and them Cowboys. What a shock, right? Let's go ahead and talk to Freddie calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
8: Yo, 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 yo. How you doing?
4: I'm excellent. What's on your mind, Freddie?
8: Man, uh, let me take this was on my mind. The the first thing popped in my mind. The the coach for the Las Vegas uh, Raiders, my question is: the, you the just, new it, one it, or the old one? Oh, come on, man! You know we're talking about uh, 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 the new one. I mean, we can talk about the old one too. Cause I don't know.
4: But... I don't know. That's why I asked you. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, Antonio, yeah, yeah. Pierce. you know what? Yeah, Antonio Pierce. Uh, I was thinking about especially that you brought up that the uh, uh, uh Washington uh football team should fire Juan Rivera. What do you think will be the future of the? Uh, offensive coordinator, who's been getting looked over for being head coach. In the know, Eric, uh, Eric Man, listen, I'm so I'm so glad you're on my team because these names are uh, they,
4: they, they they slip it's, in my mind, and
8: you write it, down. It's on okay, the it's job, okay. Right?
4: I I think I think if the GM goes, and I don't see Eric enemy sticking around, I think that's a, a tough thing to hand out. If you bring in a new GM. Typically, the new GM is going to want to bring in his own coach. The new coach is going to want to have its own offensive coordinator. So, Eric Bieniemy might be bouncing around again. That's just just my guess.
8: Okay, and that that'd be terrible, man. That'd be terrible. Oh, uh, well, this, also, I want to...
4: life in NFL. He's getting a check.
8: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now it's funny you said that. He's getting a check. I think hey, it is right. Hey, Freddie, Ryan, hold he, on, he, Freddie.
4: You got the radio playing in the background. Are you listening to us?
8: No, I, the, the radio was, uh, was on, but I have no idea I wasn't listening to the radio. I'm listening oh, okay. to you on my phone. I just turned it all the way down. Uh, well, it was on. It, but, 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 what's it, your but, last but,
4: point, Freddie? I got more people here.
8: Okay, my last point, my last point is uh, I'll make it simple. Hopefully I get another chance next time. But my last point is, man, you do an excellent job. Well,
4: <laughs> oh, thank you, Freddie. Hey, shout-outs for listening on WWL, okay? You take it easy. Yes, sir. All right. Shout outs to Freddie. That was, that was a nice last point. Thank you, Freddie. Charles is calling from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How you
0: doing tonight?
4: I'm excellent. What's on your mind, man? Uh,
0: I want to talk uh, Florida State football,
4: if I can. Go for it. I haven't seen, I haven't sat down and really watched this. They beat LSU. Go for it.
0: Oh, uh, so Florida State's been cruising um, all season. They're undefeated. Uh, they had a tough game against Pitt on Saturday. Uh, both of their top wide receivers were out, so it was definitely a struggle offensively for them. Um, defense showed up, the running game showed up, and Jordan Travis thankfully showed up. Um, my question to you is: Florida State really only has really one quality win, which was LSU back on the opening weekend of the season, which LSU, as we all know, has gone downhill um, over the past several months. So I guess my question is, does Florida State have to win out, be undefeated, and win the ACC championship, which they're already, with the win against Pitt, they already scheduled, or they already slotted themselves into the ACC championship. Um, they have two tough games left against, uh, out of the three, I believe, are... Miami, then they play Northern Alabama, and then they play Florida. Do they have to win out, be undefeated, and win the ACC championship in order to be in the college football playoff conversation?
4: Well, as listen, man. Saturdays, I'm on the air in, in New York City on WFAN. So I'm not going to fool you and tell you that I'm sitting around watching every single college football game. I have a cursory understanding of, of what's going on. I haven't necessarily felt strongly about Florida State. I can't sit here and tell you what they need to do to go ahead and and take on the college football playoff or to actually go ahead and get in. I believe that one of the Pac-12 schools is going to go ahead and jump in front of Florida State. They'd have to go ahead and just slaughter everybody else to kind of maintain that fourth and final spot. I mean, whether or not they even stay in the top four tomorrow when the next rankings come out, uh, I, it wouldn't shock me or surprise me if if Washington jumped ahead of them, but then you think about his, his, the points that Washington gave up uh, against USC, maybe not. But let's let's be real. Is Florida State winning the national championship? Do you think they are? Uh, no, I don't. Especially if yeah. they become if they're
0: a, if they be if they end up getting into the into the college football playoff, and I believe it's still four this year right
4: it's yes, not they it's, didn't, they don't no. expand to eight till next it's, year right it's correct it's still four this year so and all even if they co-
0: win even if they get in and they're, they're losing a fourth
4: spot they'll have to play georgia yes and i'm not necessarily putting them in uh tcu go into the the college football playoff and get smacked category but look man uh, florida state it's it's nice that they're there no i don't think anybody expected them to be in this spot but they're just there, and they ain't winning at all. So I haven't necessarily put too much thought into them, Charles. Why did you did you go to did you go to Florida State? Did you go to Tallahassee? No, I did not. Um, but growing up in
0: South Jersey, um, the only games that were on in on Saturdays because uh, you know the closest college that we had that had a big time program was Rutgers. Yeah. Um, they weren't on on saturdays so on saturdays we always caught the florida state game so like i grew up watching guys like charlie ward and deon sanders and and uh all those guys from the mid-90s so that's how i became a florida state fan
4: okay well no nah, listen you talk about Dion and charlie ward not too bad uh, the charlie ward middling nba point guard charles appreciate your man don't waste too much of your time watching them seminoles okay no, don't don't say that. But, I'm okay. saying it. I don't they not, they, they, It's nice that they're here where they are, but I ain't, they ain't expecting. I'm not expecting. I have a
0: nothing. Charlie Ward signed uh, jersey. When how much is it? Much is a, from from where? When when I have a Charlie Ward Florida State uh, signed jersey, um, and it actually has the picture of him. It says Charlie Ward. Heisman Trophy winner, and it has his number on it. So that's, like, nice. one of my prized possessions. So that's it's in a so shadow sweet. box hanging in my son's room. So
4: Beautiful. Well, pass it down generation and generation, okay, Charles? That's right. All right, thank you, Charles. Appreciate you for calling from Baltimore. Somebody has a Charlie Ward Knicks jersey somewhere. Who? <laughs> uh, it's in their closet.
2: Gotcha. By the way, uh, JR, yeah. CFP messing up by making it a uh, – 12 teams the college college football football playoff it it, should have gone to eight but they're going to 12 unfortunately
4: listen man if they had it their way they'd expand more but there's no way to do
2: it that's a fair point too but you got to go eight or 16 you can't make it 12 in my opinion
4: it's all all built for controversy and people argue people will argue tomorrow when the next rankings come out and it's just like he's calling asking me about florida state listen i'm not i see the highlights i know they ain't winning nothing it's a bunch of wasted time for everybody to think that they're involved. So and even with Georgia, I have no idea what they're doing without Brock. I already found it tough for them to go out there and repeat. Who the hell wins three in a row? It's not how things go. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're gonna take a break. I'll get some more of your calls. On the other side, we'll talk about some winners. We'll talk about the Chiefs and the Eagles. Maybe we see them in a Super Bowl again. Plus your calls here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,